Welcome to Femtech Focus with Dr. Brittany Barreto, exploring the past, present, and future of women's health and wellness. Welcome to the Femtech Focus podcast, where we have meaningful and provocative conversations with femtech experts. These academics, doctors, and innovators tell us about the past, present, and future of women's health and wellness. Well, as you might realize, this isn't Dr. Brittany Barreto, but rather Dr. Julie Hakim. I'm the co-founder of Femtech Focus, and with the help of Mariana from our team, we are delivering our first Spanish to English episode. Yes, my name is Mariana. Yo soy Mariana Quimolin, and I'm part of the uh, Femtech Focus team. And as y'all heard, this will be the first episode in Spanish and English. Este es el primer episodio que vamos a tener en español y en inglés. Awesome. So today we interviewed Maria Beruetzo. She is the co-founder of the LACT app Women's Health based in Barcelona, Spain. She is a certified lactation consultant since 2012, and her background actually is related to communication. She has a master's degree in knowledge management. I actually didn't know that was a degree. That sounds amazing. Um, she has a knowledge management degree and a bachelor's degree in advertising and PR communications, and she has been featured on things such as Forbes and many others. Um, LACTAP essentially is a one-on-one -on -one consultation with a specialist without the hassle of an in-person visit or long periods of uncertainty and not knowing if you're doing the right things in terms of breastfeeding. LACTAP has 40,000 monthly users, 40,000 monthly users. That is an incredible number and responds to approximately, get this everyone, 90,000 questions each week. In 2019, they actually opened the LACTAP Clinic, a breastfeeding and women's health clinic in the center of Barcelona. And not only that, they were selected by Apple as one of the 10 female-led companies in the world for their Apple Entrepreneur Camp. Wow, that's amazing. Um, LACTAP has also been approved by ORCHA. Now I had to look up what ORCHA meant. And that is the Organization for the Review of Care and Health Apps. So basically they write health apps in the UK and they got a score of 77%, which apparently is amazing and makes them one of the highest ranked apps in the field of breastfeeding. Today they have more than 10 employees and they are used worldwide. So in Spain, LACTAP is now used by actually 20%. So that is one in five new mothers use LACTAP and it has grown completely through organic growth and they have already solved, wow, this is a staggering number. They have already solved more than 5 million consultations automatically. Hoy entrevistamos a María Berrueso, cofundadora de LACTAP con sede en España. Ese es consultora certificada en lactancia desde 2012. Su experiencia está relacionada con la comunicación. Tiene una maestría en gestión de conocimiento y una licenciatura en publicidad y comunicación de relaciones públicas y ha aparecido en Forbes. LACTAP es esencialmente una consultora individual con un especialista sin la molestia de las visitas en persona o largos periodos de espera. 
LACTAP tiene 40,000 usuarios mensuales y responde aproximadamente a 90,000 preguntas cada semana. En 2019 abrieron LACTAP Clinic, una clínica de lactancia y salud femenina en el centro de Barcelona y fueron seleccionadas por Apple como una de las 10 empresas lideradas por mujeres en el mundo para su campamento de emprendedores de Apple. ¡Wow! ¡Qué increíble! LACTAP ha sido aprobada por Orcha en el Reino Unido con una puntuación de 77%, lo que la convierte en la aplicación mejor clasificada en el campo de lactancia materna y hoy cuenta con más de 10 empleados y gestiona más de 80,000 consultas por semana de forma automáticamente en todo el mundo. En España, LACTAP ahora es utilizada por 20% de las nuevas madres a través de un crecimiento completamente orgánico y hasta ahora ya, hemos ya han resuelto más de 5 millones de consultas de forma automáticamente. Wow, that is amazing. And I always stumble over numbers in Spanish too. <laughs> so y'all, as you can hear, it was quite an experience actually to do a three-way interview with, a tra with translations. So if you hear moments of confusion, honestly, please bear with us. If you don't, you know, I always say, if you don't try something different, you're never going to do anything different and you're never going to innovate. So we had some difficulties with Zoom, but don't worry with Mariana's amazing translations. You will have the opportunity to clearly hear everything that Mar uh, Maria said um, in both languages. Exactamente. Fue una experiencia uh Súper agradable y la experiencia de una entrevista entre tres personas fue diferente, algo, algo nuevo y, y pensamos que no puedes aprender algo sin, sin hacer algo nuevo, ¿verdad? Discúlpanos si oyen un poco de confusión y tuvimos unos momentos de problema con Zoom, pero no se preocupen que nosotros repetimos todas las palabras de María. So I know that was a lot of info. So let us get on to the interview, which is what you all are really here for. We really enjoyed learning about LACTAP and Maria's journey. And I have no doubts that you will too. And everybody listening, do not forget. If you have breasts and you are wanting to feed another human with them and you have questions, or maybe you think you might have questions in the future, go and download this app. Tell us why you love it, and more importantly, tell your friends, your sisters, your sister-in-law, that lady at work um, in the cubicle next to you who is pumping milk in between clients. You get my drift. Go download the app. Bueno, ya no más información. Seguimos con la entrevista. Fue un honor y placer aprender de Lactab y el trayecto de María. Sabemos que ustedes también disfrutarán la entrevista. All right, welcome back to Femtech Focus, y'all. It's Dr. Julie here. You're used to hearing Brittany, my co-founder, but today it is myself and Mariana from our team, and we are taking over the mic. So my main role at Femtech Focus is as chief medical officer, but also as a pediatric gynecologist. Um, I'm also head of an all-women basic science research lab, the inventor of a vaginal stent designed um, for adolescents and women to help their vaginas heal better, and also founder of Somos GYN, an Instagram gynecology platform targeting young women in both Espanol y Inglés, plugged into women's health on a daily basis, and I absolutely adore the work that I do. 
And I'm Mariana Kimolin with my background in design. I'm so happy to be part of Femtech Focus because I love to see the connections between product design and Femtech and business. So y'all, today we're doing things a bit differently on the podcast, and I am so thrilled to announce that we are about to find out all about Maria Beduetso. I hope I pronounced that correctly. She <laughs> is the co-founder of Lacta. It's an app dedicated to breastfeeding and motherhood by answering personalized questions. Um, it is the number one breastfeeding app in all of Spain, y'all. And uh, the app is actually used worldwide. Go download it right now. It is available in English and Spanish. And I hear other languages are upcoming. So uh, Maria is actually joining us from Spain today. She is in a beautiful park in Spain. It looks lovely or beautiful area with beautiful trees. Um, Maria is most comfortable in Spanish. And mi español no es muy fluido y mis palabras son más básico. Entonces, no voy a forcear a todos a escucharme con un español un poco roto. Entonces, aquí con nosotros es Mariana. Mariana es el coordinador de todos los redes sociales a Femtech Focus. Y Mariana es un chingona total en su vida y con su trabajo <laughs> con nosotros a Femtech Focus. Y Mariana, estás juntos para ayudarme a pedir las preguntas y traducir las conversa conversaciones para todos. So, to recap for all y'all, all y'all, yes, that's a Texan word. Mariana, who is our social media coordinator, will be helping me to ask some of the questions and translate this conversation for all of you because I know you won't want to miss a word. So, Mar Maria... Bienvenidos con nosotros y con toda la Muchas familia gracias. de Femtech Focus. Thank you so much. It's a big pleasure to be here. Muchas gracias. We're so excited. So we're going to just kind of jump into the questions because I know all of our listeners are just so excited to hear about you and about this app. So we'll go ahead with the first questions. Sí, María, platícanos sobre tu vida y cómo llegaste, cuál, cuál fue tu... tu... ¿Cómo llegaste a Lacta? Pues. ¿Cómo se empezó todo? ¿no? Sí. Eh, la verdad es que es una historia eh, bonita, es intensa, pero, pero yo la, la vivo como una, como una experiencia eh, positiva. Y es que tuve un primer hijo y me encontré con muchos problemas de lactancia. ¿no? Me, me encontré que me dolía, que, que no, no acababa de, de entender cómo funcionaba todo. Me fui a buscar ayuda y me di cuenta de, que, de la falta de información que había en relación a la lactancia y a la maternidad. Así que decidí formarme yo misma como asesora de lactancia y intentar ayudar a otras madres. Uh -huh. Después de esto me quedé embarazada de, la, de mi segunda hija y pensé, bueno, ahora ya, ya lo sé todo, ya puedo amamantar <risa> sin problema. Um, pero no... Tuvimos un accidente de coche, bueno, nos atropellaron a las dos. Oh, no. um, ella está bien, está perfecta. Uh -huh. es, es estupendísima eh, pero yo la verdad es que lo pasé bastante mal estuve dos meses ingresada en el hospital y bueno eh, con todas las dificultades que eso conlleva pero yo quería amamantar yo me había formado estaba súper ¿no? sí. convencida de que es lo que quería hacer y, y lo conseguí y la verdad es que, que después de todo esto pensé ¿por qué lo he conseguido cuando lo he tenido tan difícil? Entonces, analizando todo, vi que, que la persona que lo había, que la, la persona que había, había sido fundamental en mi vida había sido Alba Padro. Alba Padro es ahora mi cofund es cofundadora de, 
del proyecto. Alba Padro lleva pues ahora 22 años eh, aporta, aportando su conocimiento dentro de asociaciones de, de lactancia. Ha llevado encima un teléfono 24 horas todas las madres que necesitaban. Y yo pensaba, es que atiendes a muchas madres, atiendes, atiendes como 30 al día, pero son muy Ajá. poquitas, en verdad. Sí. ¿no? Entonces le dije, mira, yo lo que quiero hacer es, quiero poner tu cabeza en un móvil y que todas las madres te tengan disponible en cualquier lugar. Y me dijo que sí. ¿No? Toda, toda la, la idea del acta proviene de, de las ganas de, de replicar el ecosistema sí. que a mí me funcionaba. María, we may stop you right there and just have Maria, uh, Mariana translate just a little bit for oh, our English really listeners. Sí, no, I understood what you said but I want to make sure that everyone doesn't miss a word and yeah. really understands your journey. So I know Mariana asked a little bit about what was um, Maria's background and, and what was part of her journey to developing Lacta. And I understood most of it, but I'm going to let Mariana translate sort of the, the bulk of things so yeah. that the rest of you can understand. Yeah, so Maria was telling us that she had her first child and realized that she knew nothing about lactation. And so she she was like, how, how is this possible? You know, so she, she got herself information. She was informed by a, a good friend who is now her co-founder. And now that she had her, then she had her second child and she was very uh, prepared, but she, she knew that like the information was there and it was powerful, but she wanted to multiply that, right? She wanted to take her friend's like face and brain and put it into a phone is exactly what she said. And so she is now working with her and, and she provides the app for reaching a bunch of women, right? Not just her, not just 30 a day, but a lot of women worldwide. Yeah, and I guess she was mentioning that her co-founder, who is a lactation consultant, could be answering up to 30 clients a day. And mm -hmm. really, there was nobody to support a lot of the women on their journey of breastfeeding except this wonderful, amazing lactation consultant. And it took two women coming together, one who had a need that was clear that other women had the same need. Um, and this you know, brilliant women who had years of experience in helping women achieve the optimal breastfeeding experience that they could to come together and create this app. So, um, Maria, um, ¿puedes decirnos qué es LACTAP actualmente? So I asked Maria if she could tell us a little bit more about what LACTAP is actually. LACTAP es la, la experta en lactancia en tu bolsillo. Es una, es una aplicación capaz de responderte cualquier consulta que tengas de forma personalizada y además eh, lo hace de manera muy escalable, de manera que puede responder ahora mismo pues, eh, una consulta cada cinco segundos. ¿no? Está, depende de lo que la gente la llega a usar. Puedes hacer el seguimiento de tu lactancia y puedes, eh, puedes registrar todo lo que tú necesites en tu teléfono. Entonces, so, I'll let Mar Mariana translate yeah. that and then I have a question. Uh, Lactap es el experto de lactancia en tu... En, que puedes tener a, en, en tu pocket, sí. O sea, es algo que puedes preguntar, cualquier pregunta sobre lactancia, puedes poner en tu, en tu toda tu información, puedes registrar qué es lo que necesitas, qué es lo que has pasado y, y puede ser, um, las respuestas son muy personalizadas y la res, con, 
te pueden responder muy rápido y es, es algo que es como si estuvieras con un genio ahí nada más en tu teléfono. So mainly it's the women who are inputting their, not only their personal information, obviously information about their, their child that they're trying to breastfeed and any other issues that are coming up. And then it seems like there are really specific algorithms that help answer these women's questions. And then are, is there an ability for human to human questions. I understood there was ability to upload videos as well, but could you actually talk to somebody if you needed to? Because a lot of the, I think one thing is getting your questions answered. And one thing is the support needed, like the visual support of another woman who could offer not only their experience, but their, their really sort of emotional support on the journey. Is that possible? See, sí, um... Dentro de, de la TAP, tú puedes eh, responder consultas de forma personalizada. Eso quiere decir que dependiendo de la edad de tu bebé, dependiendo del, de si tienes un bebé de un día o de tres días o de un año, la aplicación te va a preguntar y responder cosas distintas. Estas respondemos 90.000 consultas por semana. Además, tenemos un chat con nuestras expertas en la que tú puedes consultar cualquier cosa que, que, porque necesitas que te den este apoyo que no está en una respuesta personalizada o porque hay alguna consulta que todavía no hayamos incluido. I'll let Mariana translate that part. <laughs> yeah, so she was saying that it's personalized in the form of like it'll ask you if your baby is one month versus three months or nine months um, and it'll respond accordingly to that depending on the lactation needs of the child at that time. And um, and what was the second thing you said, Maria? With it. Let me, let me try. <laughs> Give me a try. If not, I can change again to Spanish. When, when, we, you, when you use Lactap, Lactap is going to answer you depending on your profile. If your baby is one day old or two weeks old or two years old, it's going to ask you different give you different answers. And it comes to something that you need to ask to an, to an specialist or maybe because you just need support. You can go to our chat and you can talk directly with our experts. And we, we answer 90,000 consultations per week automatically, but we also answer 5,000 chats uh, in a month. That is an amazing number of questions and chats and women needing support. It is, it's absolutely unbelievable. And it really points to, you know, this, this issue that I've really wanted to highlight so so many times and felt uncomfortable with is just this gap in care for women after they give birth. I think women have so many appointments while they're pregnant, right? And, and really close follow-ups. But after they give birth, there's, there's kind of this gap, right? There's nothing really that's there to support them. Yeah. And they do have one it's visit okay with a gynecology. Yeah, exactly. They, they, they not forget about the, the, the baby. The baby's going to be checked. Honestly, no fault of 
um, any one thing that you can point to, right? But, um, you know, I do think women need a lot more um, attention in the in the postpartum period. Otherwise, there's just feelings of, you know, frustration, overwhelm, guilt, a lot of guilt and feeling. Just struggling with a lot of things. Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. Guilt, yeah. So, um, Maria, ¿cuáles son las preguntas las más comunes con los entes pedían en el app? A good question. They they always ask about um, first of all, the main the 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 main question all around the world about breastfeeding is how much my baby should be should should he be sleeping? Wow, <laughs> it's how should he be sleeping? I didn't. Yeah. I would have not guessed that at all. Yeah, <laughs> that's so surprising. Then the rest of questions. It, it means something about breastfeeding. Sometimes they ask for um, the high demand uh, babies have in some in some in some um, times of the of the baby. Maybe at three months, babe, the baby is more demanding. So women ask about that. But the first question all around the world is about sleeping. It is amazing. I don't know wow. how babies works. Yeah, um, I had I that would not have been the first question that I would have guessed. Um, one of the other questions that I had, and maybe for Marie, Mariana can translate for all of our Spanish um, listeners. When I was preparing for this interview, and I was asking some of my friends who have had issues with breastfeeding or just who have breastfed in general, who have breasts and have children and fed them through them. You know, what were some of the things that you wish you had been able to ask? A lot of the questions were about latching and about mastitis and about pain in the breast. So maybe I'll let Mariana translate for our Spanish listeners and then and then we can answer. Sí, eh, la pregunta es, ¿qué, ¿qué fueron las preguntas que usted pudiera o quisiera haber poder preguntado de, del estrés y sobre de la actuación en que sentía que no sabía las, las, las respuestas. Sí, el, realmente el, el, el tema de la, del dolor es un gran problema en la lactancia. El dolor es la principal causa de abandono de la lactancia. Uh -huh. Y sí que recibimos muchísimas consultas relacionadas con mastitis, con problemas de agarre, eh, realmente es, es, es un problema grande y de hecho tenemos ya todo un sistema montado de manera que damos mucha prioridad a estas consultas en, en muchos aspectos. Por ejemplo, eh, una cosa que hace el acta es eh, traquear todas las veces que das el pecho, que es una funcionalidad que a las madres les interesa. En este tracker de, de toma lo que hacemos es detectar si hay dolor, porque si hay dolor hay que revertirlo enseguida. El dolor no debería formar parte de la, de la mm. lactancia. Okay. Y trabajamos muy duro para que esto no sea así. So with Lactap, she's found that the number one reason for stop for not breastfeeding or to stop breastfeeding is the pain. And so there's actually a tracker on Lactap that they can track every time they breastfeed, but you can also put in notes like, oh, I had pain. And every time, and like when Lactap sees that they have pain, that's like a trigger that we, we need to stop it. We need to see what's going on so that the pain doesn't continue because it shouldn't be a part of breastfeeding. Wow, that's actually an incredible feature. I think of all the women that I spoke to in kind of preparing for this interview, pain was the number one issue. And especially, you know, again, I'm just so grateful to you for creating this, this app, because every single woman that I spoke to said 
I didn't really have anyone to ask these questions to. You know, there are some women who are very fortunate. They have a mother who they can ask, a tia, a, 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 you know, somebody. Yeah. Right. And if not, you rely on your friends who may have had plus or minus good or bad experiences, but it's just their experience. And there may be a lactation consultant somewhere in the hospital system that you delivered at, but sometimes it's really hard to know how to reach that person. So you really found a way to connect women to each other and to experts in a way that is convenient and helps, you know, the feelings of abandonment and guilt, I'm sure are questions and issues that come up for you with regards to breastfeeding. Can you talk a little bit about how some of the other feelings, not just pain, not just the physical feelings, but some of the other emotional feelings. I'll let Mariana just translate that. Sí, nos puedes decir sobre las otras causas de que las mujeres dejan de dar pecho. O sea, no solo el dolor, pero sentimientos emocionales. Sí, de hecho, yo destacaría dos. Uno es el, la falta de confianza que tenemos en nuestro propio cuerpo y la falta de mm. conocimiento de nuestro propio cuerpo. Mm. Muchas veces no saben, las, las mujeres no sabemos decir ni las mismas partes del pecho, sí. ¿no? De, uh -huh. no, pues es esta zona que es más de este color, pero no sabemos eh, ni darle nombre. Y no sabemos qué es normal, qué no. A veces no nos hemos mirado el pecho hasta uh -huh. que amamantamos. Y, y la conciencia cultural y social que hay a nuestro alrededor ya te dice que, bueno, voy a amamantar si puedo. Sí. No dudamos igual de los ojos o del riñón uh -huh. o de nuestros pies, ¿no? Como dudamos, como llegamos a dudar de nuestros pechos. Uh -huh. Y por otro lado está el tema de, la, de las emociones ya relacionadas con, con sentimientos fuertes después del posparto, ¿no? De, de, de presiones posparto y de sentimientos de tristeza que no los recogemos, ¿no? ¿no? Nadie les escucha, siempre es como, tienes a tu bebé, tienes que ser feliz. Yeah, sí. y, y nadie recoge estos sentimientos y, y los canaliza, simplemente escucharlos y le pasa a muchísima gente. ¿no? Es solamente validar y estar ahí. Mm -hmm. Ma María was telling us that um, one of the biggest emotions is just not even being confident in your own body and being able to do it and doubting your breasts. And another thing is, that they, a lot of these women, when they ask them like, oh, what hurts? Like they don't even know what to call that part of their body. They don't know the zones. They don't know like what to call it. They just kind of describe it. And so that really pulls us, pulls them back in being able to get help. And then um, furthermore, like the postpartum depression and those emotions, those seem to be like something that is not socially accepted or not even thought of as an as a possibility since they think like oh you have a baby you should be happy you should be joyful not not depressed at all do you see um i mean i just i i think there are just so many you know swirling and incoming issues when you've just delivered right there's not only you know your body maybe healing from a wound healing from an incision right you've had a c-section or you had a vaginal delivery either way there's pain Um, you're now, you now have this small human that has a lot of needs and you're negotiating that relationship. You're trying to feed this thing that depends on you completely through your own body. Maybe you have a partner or not, and there's a whole other dynamic there. And then going back to work, like I cannot even imagine trying to go back to work. And I mean, that's a whole other discussion about, you know, maternity leave. 
Have you noticed, Maria, differences in the user profiles, so the women in the U.S. who may be using your app and differences in Europe or Spain, um, if there are differences in the um, maternity leave? I know in the U.S., in my opinion, it's quite short. Um, it's actually very short. You know, one month and you're back, which seems nuts to me, but I don't know how long maternity leave is in Spain and if there are differences that you've noticed in the users who use your app. Mariana, maybe translate that uh, last part. Yeah, so um, Julie le estaba preguntando que si ella ha visto diferencias entre las reglas de, de maternity leave en diferentes países de Europa o comparado a, a los Estados Unidos, porque nosotros creemos que pues la de Estados Unidos es un poco muy corta, o sea, en un mes ya regresas. Son cortísimas. Este es un tema que, que, que me encanta. De hecho, está, está tipificada cuando, cuando hablamos de, de estudios científicos, nos dicen que la tercera causa de abandono suele ser la vuelta al trabajo. Por lo que he podido comprobar dentro de, de la ACTAP y viendo la reacción en diferentes países y las bajas, mi sensación es que no, es tan, no impacta tanto en, el, en lo que dura la lactancia, porque... Eh, creo que tiene más impacto el, el entorno sociocultural que no está baja. porque Por ejemplo, en Alemania tienen bajas de un año, wow. pero las lactancias mm. son muy bajas. Las lactancias no superan el año nunca. Ajá. O sea, superan el año a nivel prolongado, lo que es, duran tres, cuatro meses, porque es lo que socialmente está bien, mm. son tres o cuatro meses. En España, que está mejor visto, pero las bajas duran 16 semanas, tienen tasas de lactancia mucho más elevadas. Mm. Entonces, mi sensación es que sí, evidentemente, lo complican mucho las bajas tan cortas. Sí, si fuera como mínimo un año de baja por maternidad sería mejor. Pero no solamente tiene que ser esto, tiene que ser un cambio general de todo el entorno de la madre, desde todas las políticas de, de empresa, de, de, bueno, es que a todos los niveles, de espacios públicos, de no juzgar, de normalizar. Hay tanto, tanto por lo que luchar. Wow. Sí, María estaba explicando que aunque nosotros pensamos a lo mejor que la duración del, de la lactancia, um, perdón, estaba, estaba translating in, in español, <laughs> sorry. María was telling us that like, like the, the lactation periods are, we would think that they're impacted by maternity leave, but they're really not as far as what she has seen. She has seen that, for example, like the social, uh, social impact has actually done more harm to the, the, the lactation period. So for example, in Germany, they actually want to lactate um, less, but they have a year. So it, it actually doesn't really impact it as much that it actually is impacted by what society thinks is acceptable of how long the lactation period should be. And that's the total opposite for Spain. So it's, she's saying that it's a, a problem that should be hit on from all angles, from society, from industries, and not just in a yeah. one specific angle. Sí, mm. y me gustaría añadir que, que las mujeres que amamantan, el perfil de la mujer que amamanta suele ser una mujer trabajadora. Mm. Oh, and the profile... Que está activamente trabajando. Yeah, the, the, wow. the most popular wow. profile of a woman who's lactating is the professional woman, the woman who's working. Wow. Estudios, yeah. That's incredible. So, Maria, just I picked up on a, one thing that you said. You, you were mentioning the number one cause of abandonment of breastfeeding is actually pain. And then the number three was going back to work 
Could you give us some of the top causes? You know, it doesn't have to be in order, but what are some of the other top causes of women abandoning breastfeeding? Translate it first. Mariana, do you want to translate? Oh, yeah. Um, so, ¿cuál es la primer, cuál es la top razón por qué dejan de, de estar amamantando? Sí, el... Supongo que depende mucho de cada lugar, ¿eh? También hay, creo que hay mucha fuerza también en los mitos de lactancia y de, de lo que te acaban contando en tu entorno. Yo creo que la, 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 además de, las, de lo que es el dolor y de lo que es la vuelta al trabajo, hay una cosa muy importante que es la falta de conocimiento de, lo que, de cómo funciona la lactancia y en general un bebé, ¿no? Yo no, no sé si os ha pasado, pero el primer bebé que yo tuve en brazos era el mío. Y, y mi sensación fue en el sí, hospital, sí. pensé... Eh, ¿Me vais a dejar irme con esto? Yo no sé cómo cómo va. Me va a morir seguro. Wow. Maria was saying that, like, of course, we've spoke about we've spoken about like pain and then emotional pain, but also just the fact of not knowing a lot of things about lactation and that the the first time that you actually have to deal with it is when you have a baby in in your arms and you're like, oh, great, I actually have to know how to do this. Wow, that's yeah. I think I think there's so much that your app provides for women in terms of gaining that confidence because knowledge with knowledge there's empowerment, there's confidence, there's a place to ask questions instead of going down, you know, deep Google holes and feeling like I have to reach out to the internet and I don't know what information is there and just feeling so alone in it. I think you have done just an absolutely amazing service for women in in this Um, you know, act that is so personal, so emotional. There are so many emotions tied up to breastfeeding a child. Mm -hmm. And it was, I think, one of the hardest, it sounds like, beyond the actual delivery, one of the hardest experiences that women go through after they have this baby. So I am just, you know, grateful on behalf of all women that you've created this, this, um, this community. It's, it's absolutely wonderful. Sí, Julie, Julie estaba diciendo que es, parece que a lo mejor la lactancia o el periodo de la lactancia y de cuidar al bebé es un poco más difícil todavía de, de tener el bebé porque lo tienes y luego tienes que saber un millón de cosas sobre tu cuerpo y cómo alimentar al bebé. Realmente te puedes sentir muy perdida. Yo te quería decir que otra cosa que... Una cosa que hemos puesto delante, yo creo que es el gran éxito de Lactap, depende de esto, y es el respeto. Uh -huh. en, en Lactap nunca damos una recomendación sin haber, preguntando, sin haber preguntado antes tú qué quieres hacer, que es la, la pregunta clave que está en todos uh -huh. los lados de Lactap para que esto no va de, de convencer a las madres de que amamanten porque es más sano y natural. Sí, sí. Las madres ya quieren amamantar, solo hay que facilitar y apoyar en la decisión que sea, aunque sea destetar, que también acompañamos. So the biggest thing that Lactap um, always makes sure that they do is to, to incorporate respect and to always ask the user, what would you like to do before even saying anything or even giving recommendations? Because their goal is not really to make them want to, to breastfeed. They want to breastfeed, but we're try they're trying to facilitate it to make it easier and make them feel comfortable doing it. That is just, uh, that's amazing. First of all, you know, giving women the, the power to make choices Um, and to have informed choices, right? I think it's easy to make a choice when you don't have all the information and when there's a lot of 
negative emotions that you might be feeling one way or the other, or you're relying on your friend's negative experience or your aunt's or whatever, or, or positive experience, but just having information is so empowering. And I think, I think that's such a special gift that you've given women. Um, I had a question for you about the app. Um, so, you know, there's, there's certainly there's some medications that can help women to breastfeed, um, like domperidone or other medications. But I know there's, you know, there is a lot of women who would rather have a more natural approach to facilitating their breastfeeding experience. Do you have, and of course there's, you know, tales about, you know, if you drink beer in the afternoon, it helps your <laughs> breast milk or whatever. Are there any um, ways to ask the app about more natural um, remedies or approaches to facilitating breastfeeding? And I'll let Mariana translate. In Lactap, hay formas de preguntar si, si hay maneras de, de hacer que se facilite el, el, la lactación con remedios caseros o algo más natural. Es una buena pregunta. En, en Lactap, eh, la, lo que hablamos sobre todo es de la parte fisiológica de la lactancia y de lo que hay que esperar de tu cuerpo, de cómo funciona. Muchas veces desconocemos que a más das el pecho, más leche produces. ¿no? Uh -huh. Es como con cosas básicas que aprendes nada más entrar. Yo misma eh, no sabía nada de esto hasta que me convertí en madre. ¿no? Eh, creo que, que, que la lactancia en sí misma, si conoces bien cómo funciona, puedes ser capaz de detectar cuando hay un problema, que es lo que hace la aplicación. ¿no? Cuando ve que, eh, la, si la, por ejemplo, un bebé que no está aumentando correctamente de peso, eh, Lactap lo detecta y le dice deberías ir al pediatra y consultar eh, a ver qué puede estar pasando con tu bebé. O si realmente necesitas eh, tomar domperidona o, o lo que sea para, porque realmente necesitas aumentar la producción, te deriva a un especialista donde pueda pactarte esta medicación. No somos un médico, no podemos saber cómo está esta madre en este momento. Bueno, no, no, se puede, no se podría hacer y estaría mal que lo hiciéramos. Eh, entonces lo derivaríamos. Y en la mayoría de casos no se necesita nada. Es que no, no necesitas Es que depende del país. Hay países donde se da leche para que tengas más leche y en otros países se da té y en otros países se da almendras. Depende del, del lugar del mundo donde estés. Hay muchos mitos relacionados con esta necesidad de aumentar la, la cantidad de leche que produces, pero en muchos casos con información es suficiente. Wow. Wow. So Maria was saying that like sometimes there are things that you just find out later or you figure out when you're breastfeeding. So like the more you breastfeed, there's a rise in production. And the the lactap, they will answer questions about like how much am I producing? Should I be producing more? But also they since they're tracking your breastfeeding, they will find out if there's an issue and let you know like, oh, you should probably go to the doctor or they will recommend a doctor if they need any medication to increase production. But really the um Lactap has seen that honestly they don't really need a rise in production, but rather more information to be more informed and to understand the process of lactation. And she has also seen that in many countries it it it's very different. It varies. It's like in a country they they're like, oh, you should eat more almonds or drink tea or drink milk. So really they're they're myths, but the top number one suggestion would be just to be more informed. Wow, okay. 
So, María, aparte de LACTAP, tienes también LACTAP Medical, LACTAP Clinic, LACTAP Shop, todos los LACTAP. Entonces, ¿pueden decirnos más sobre los otros apps? Uh, so I just asked Maria, she has LACTAP, but there's a whole LACTAP family, y'all. Like, there's a LACTAP Medical. It gave birth. It gave birth to medical clinic and shop. So, you know, Maria was saying they're not really, you know, they give a lot of information, but they're not, they can track when there is a problem. But it also seems that there's the ability for LACTAP to direct them to a clinic. So I was hoping Maria could expand a little bit more on some of the LACTAP kids that have come along. Brothers and sisters. Okay, um, lo primero es eh, LACTAP Medical. LACTAP Medical es el primero que surge a raíz de encontrarnos usuarias que tenían 15 bebés amamantados a la vez. Oh my God. Era como... como ¿Cómo es posible? O sea, hay que darle un premio a estas mujeres. Entonces nos dimos cuenta que eran matronas, pediatras, oh. enfermeras. Eran profesionales usando la aplicación. Okay. Eh, perdón. Por... Perdón. Eh, a raíz de que, de que nos dimos cuenta de esto, es claro, la ACTAP no te responde lo mismo dependiendo del perfil que tengas de tu bebé. Entonces lo que hicieron es crear diferentes bebés de un día, tres días, siete días, no iban poniendo diferentes perfiles para que la aplicación les diera pistas de qué podían buscar o qué podían contestar a la madre. Okay. Así que tuvimos que crear una versión wow. específica para médicos y profesionales de la salud para que pudieran encontrar toda la respuesta sin inventarse los bebés. See, LACTAP, LACTAP Medical was actually um, the solution they had to this like weird issue where they saw that there were users who had 15 children that they were breastfeeding. They're like, wait, 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 what's going on here? And so they realized it was doctors, it was, it was uh, professionals who wanted to see it and have some insight on what they could give and provide to mothers who were asking them for help. ¿Y las oh, otras? I... <laughs> y las otras son eh, LACTAP Shop, LACTAP Shop nace porque LACTAP es 100% gratuita para las madres. Eh, okay. Ahora si queréis os explico también eh, cómo monetizamos. Eh, salimos 100% gratuitas y, y las madres querían eh, ayudarnos. ¿no? Nos decían, ¿cómo os podemos ayudar? Entonces, una, una de las maneras que, que canalizamos fue a través de tener una pequeña tienda en la que vendíamos algunos productos como, yo que sé, tengo la Your Breast Friend, oh, esta camiseta. <risa> nos pedían pues quiero comprarlo entonces abrimos esta pequeña tienda que es muy local uh -huh. para empezar a, a facilitar que las madres puedan aportar and LACTAP shop is just the way that they have started to make some money but really so LACTAP app is free for the users but the users were like we want to buy something we want to help you out we want to donate right and so they set up a little like local shop with some t-shirts that, that Maria is wearing right now this is my my breast friend, it's super cute, and that's how they um, have been getting some money. Después de esto, también lanzamos el, eh, una opción que es valora nuestro servicio, y es que eh, si la madre, después de usar la app, está satisfecha, está contenta con el servicio y quiere pagar por él, lo puede hacer. Puede ir a eh, un apartado de la aplicación que es valora nuestro servicio, selecciona la, la cantidad con la que está cómoda para pagar, incluso puede pagar cero. Mm. Y, y nos, nos, da el, nos, nos paga el servicio al finalizar eh, el uso de la, de la TAP. Pero si no puedes, no puedes permitírtelo, puedes usar la TAP 100% de manera gratuita. And now they have a feature that if the uh, woman or the mother is 
uh, satisfied with the service after she has used Lactap, she can choose to to pay for it in in any way she can. But if she can't, it's totally fine. It's it's free. That's actually really amazing. So you've kind of turned turned it on its head. Instead of having women pay up front to use the service, mm-hmm. you let them use the service, support them, help them on their journeys, and if they are you know feeling just you know, satisfied, I guess is the best word, satisfied with their experience, but also satisfied with their, you know, breastfeeding potential or their gain of knowledge or whatever success looks like for them, then they can pay um, if they choose to in whatever amount that they choose to. And that has generated enough revenue for you just with that kind of um, algorithm or metric of satisfaction. Sí, la verdad es que es, es bonito porque el, es una manera, bueno, uh-huh. es una manera también de, de, para nosotras de dar la TAP, de ofrecerlo gratuito 100% porque hay gente que no se puede permitir pagar, uh-huh. pero queremos que todo el mundo tenga acceso sí. y a la vez cuando nos donan, nos dan este dinero, es, es una sensación de que no solamente están agradecidas, también quieren ayudar a otros sí. ¿no? Sí. padres, ¿no? María says it's a really beautiful feeling to be able to provide this for free and, you know, just, just help all of these women. And then to see that they actually like in, are satisfied and happy about it and that they want to give back is just, just a great feeling. Um, pero te queríamos preguntar, ¿cuál es el futuro de Lactap y qué planes tienes para Lactap? Uf, muchos, demasiados. De hecho, eh, además de, de Lacta Clinic, que me preguntabais antes, que hemos abierto una clínica en Barcelona con especialistas de lactancia y la verdad es que está siendo un éxito a pesar de, del COVID. COVID. También estamos, estamos también eh, entrenando a profesionales de la salud para, para hacerse especialistas en lactancia materna, porque los, los profesionales de la salud tienen muy poquita formación en lactancia y esto hay que cambiarlo. Lanzamos el año pasado nuestra primera edición de, de un posgrado de lactancia en, en, en Barcelona. Tuvo un éxito que tuvimos que duplicarlo en paralelo y hacer dos a la vez. Y ahora wow. ya estamos eh, con el wow. tercero lleno y el cuarto a punto de lanzar. Eh, está, bueno, estos, estamos encantadas porque cada vez tiene que haber más profesionales preparados. Sí. That is amazing. Yeah, Maria saying that there's a clinic now in Barcelona, but not only that, um, she knows that there is a lack of knowledge among um, the professionals about specifically maternal lactation. And so they have they have started their own course and curriculum so that you can graduate with that with that information. And it has been going insane, like viral. And now with COVID, it didn't really affect them. And now they're like trying to do two more virtual. It's just it's been great for Maria. I am so happy to hear that. I think, you know, you you found a place where women needed support and you found that there was a need and interest and, you know, an ability to um, serve women in a better way and then also monetize it and also train others, you know. And I think you really found that sweet spot in terms of, you know, service in a job that you love and also being able to, you know, support yourself and pay your own bills and, you know, bring this information to others. It's just, you've, you've really found this beautiful intersection. It's just absolutely fantastic. Es trabajo del mundo. Yes, it totally is. <laughs> so, um, ¿dónde pueden las personas buscar LACTA? Where can people actually um, download and find LACTA? LACTAP es una aplicación gratuita. Está disponible en Android y en iOS. También damos muchísima información en redes sociales. Estamos activos, muy activas en Instagram. 
pero también Facebook, Twitter, estamos eh, creciendo. Hemos abierto una cuenta en inglés, breastfeeding.app, mm. eh, que estamos eh, empezando para, para toda la parte de, de inglés. Como somos españolas y nos cuesta... Eh, vamos ya al, al, al idioma inglés 100%. Hemos abierto una cuenta aparte con una persona que lo gestiona y creciendo, creciendo. Y tenemos una pregunta que le hacemos a muchos de nuestros, uh, nuestros seguidores y, y la gente que, que viene a este podcast. Pero antes, uh, Maria was saying that she is, um, that the laptop is being provided on iOS and for Androids as well. And they're actually working on an English version. And, and um, it's taking a while, but they're, they're slowly but steadily getting it all translated. Pero mi pregunta era, si alguien quisiera empezar una compañía en Femtech, ¿cuáles son las áreas en el bienestar y la salud de la mujer que necesitan innovación que, que tú has visto con tu experiencia? Pienso que hay tantas. Pienso que hay tantas, pienso que ahora se empiezan a salir, ¿no? Empiezan a hablar de fertilidad, que nosotros también hablamos en, en la aplicación porque empecemos a pedir preguntas, ¿no? Eh, pero es que está, bueno, pausa, toda la parte de salud de la mujer, como a ellos no les afectaba nada, no han creado nada, está todo por hacer en Femtech. Para mí es, es, es un campo abierto y solo lo podemos hacer nosotras. Es, es casi una responsabilidad que tenemos como mujeres, uh -huh. identificar lo que a nosotras nos falta y a partir de ahí crearlo para las demás. I asked Maria, what was, if someone wanted us to, uh, to create a startup in Femtech, what are some areas in women's health and wellness that would need innovating? And she said that really all areas of women's health needs innovating. And it's kind of like a, something that we owe to ourselves as women to look into the unmet needs and, and figure out what we can do to solve those issues. Yeah, I, I mean, I couldn't agree more. I think there are so many areas of women's health that need need attention, need focused attention, um, and um, need developing. I think, uh, Maria, you really found an area that, that was really um, ripe for your intervention. And like we said, you know, we're so glad that you that you intervened in that space. So I mean, to all of you like aspiring and existing founders in the femtech space, I absolutely want you to hear this. Um, you know, one of the hurdles that you're going to have to come across and and go through is really validation of your product and service, whether it's in a lab or it's in a clinic or benchtop model or with users. And um, Femtech Focus is more than a podcast, everyone. Like we are a 501c3 nonprofit and we're a resource for all of you. So You know, even though um, our basic science research lab is really focused on the, how the vagina heals and the vaginal stent and, you know, ultimately spending this time de-risking the device for the women who need it and for all you investors out there who are going to take it to the market with me, that's a hint, y'all. <laughs> um, so other than the vaginal stent and lactat, Maria, one of our last questions to you is, you know, what as an industry this femtech need right now. Aparte de un dispositivo vaginal y lacta, ¿qué necesita femtech como una industria en este momento? Como necesita, no entiendo muy bien la pregunta. ¿Te refieres a, un, a qué dispositivos necesitaría? ¿O uh, a, qué, a qué tipo de inversión haría falta? I think both of them, both, you both know. Yeah. Es una buena pregunta. Es una buena pregunta. Claro, a mí lo primero que me viene es, eh, creo que hace falta foco, 
focus, me encanta. Hace falta foco en, en el Centec en todos los niveles, tanto a que haya una inversión previa en que se pueda testar, por ejemplo, nosotros mismos, nosotras mismas, nos gustaría invertir en eh, detectar la mastitis antes de que pase, ¿no? En, en, mm. Querríamos tener un dispositivo que lo, lo pudiera prever. Mm. Bueno, para hacer este dispositivo necesitamos la leche materna en sí, porque no está analizada. Han analizado la leche de vaca pero no la leche materna oh. de, la, de los humanos, de las humanas. ¿no? Es que estamos tan atrás tan de lo que atrás, deberían sí. ser. Uh -huh. eh, cosas que nos ayuden a identificar cómo estamos, a, a resolver consultas lo antes posible, la endometriosis, que se trate, que se, que se, que se, o sea, que se, se identifique antes de que, de que realmente te afecte tanto a tu vida. Hay tantas wow. áreas. Yeah, María says that she believes that there just needs to be more focus in every single stage, every level of women's health, especially in terms of preventing things, preventing certain conditions with maybe wearables or other type of products, but a focus on preventing and being able to invest in research to prevent that. I heard two things that I love hearing, Maria. That was fantastic. And we didn't even feed her those lines. She said focus. <laughs> focus. <laughs> she said yeah. focus, y'all. And then she said research. And yeah. so both yeah. of them take attention. Both of them take time. Both of them take dineros. So focus, y'all. Focus on the issues. You know, support basic science research. That's how we're going to learn about how to do um, our job which is supporting y'all and serving y'all better. So um, honestly, Maria, like this has been so great. We have learned so much from you. Uh, muchas gracias por tu tiempo hoy. Ambos hemos aprendido mucho de ti. So I said, thank you so much for your time. We have learned so much from you. And to all of you who have breasts, or who are breastfeeding, or thinking of feeding another human with them, you need to go get this app. You need to download it, you need to use it, and then you need to tell us how much you love it. <laughs> Con todo, para toda la gente que tiene pechos o que piensa de amamantar o está amamantando, vayan por esta aplicación, uh, bájenla, úsenla y dinos cuánto la ama. <laughs> It's been a pleasure to speak with you, Maria. Thank you so much for joining us. Do you have any last tips or last bit of advice or anything that you want to leave our users with today? Sí, me gustaría mucho decir que, que cuando empecé a, a to, toda la, todo el proyecto y quise eh, explicarlo y recibí muchos lactancia, pero si no hace falta, ¿no? Y, y todos los, los frenos que recibí, en, sobre todo de entornos masculinos y uh -huh. todas las normas en las que tienes que adentrarte, ¿no? De, de tienes que hacer un pitch de tres minutos y decir sí. todo lo bueno que tengas y tienes que hacer no sé qué tal... Mis sensaciones, eh, lo que yo me recomendaría a mí misma si volviera a empezar es eh, no tengas miedo, sigue adelante con, con tus convicciones porque la misión es tan potente que no te va a parar nada y cuando tiras más adelante, cuando ya has pasado los primeros obstáculos, te encuentras reuniones como esta, que son maravillosas, que son de mujeres, que apoyan a las mujeres, que son de, ¿sabes? de, de madres y de... de no sé, es que viene, viene, hay un entorno más allá de los inicios que son tan masculinos, más adelante está la mujer, ¿no? Y, y, y creo que tenemos tanto por hacer y que si llegas hasta aquí no tendremos límite. I don't know what you fully said, but I was just so emotional when you were saying it that I know it had to do with fear and obstacles and going yeah. above it. 
Mariana translated, but was so great. I feel like I was tearing up just listening to you. Yeah. Maria wants all our listeners and especially our, our aspiring founders and current founders that to know that when she started all this, she got a lot of like lactation. What are you talking about? Like, that's not important. And, you know, she had to do the same thing of, that everyone does of a pitch with three minutes where you bombard them with like, this is why you should invest in me. And she... She noticed that like it was very hard with all the masculinity or all the of course like if you have investors and they're all men it's going to be harder right they don't understand and she said that it was all worth it and you just have to keep going and um get all get past all the obstacles because in the end you get meetings like this like the one she's in right now that make all that hard work and that like masculinity and and that beginning worth it because now you have meetings where you can speak to women who support other women and they see the big picture they understand your idea and that was that was so sweet that was so great maria that's amazing and you know, to all the all of our you know men uh, out there who are supporting us and cheering for thank us, you, you yes. know, we thank you. Honestly, we know that you know it is it is just hard to go through a space where there's hasn't been anybody innovating before, and there's always going to be naysayers on either side. And what I loved about this conversation was not only. Was it about supporting women and finding ways that we can innovate around an area of women's health that has, you know, traditionally not had a lot of support, but it's also about, you know, educating and, you know, keeping on going around the obstacles. And eventually you reach a point where um, we are now with Femtech Focus, where basic science and industry and awareness and education and women's health come together in this fantastic and beautiful nexus. And we will do so much more together than we have done apart. So Maria, thank you for joining us. Thank you for being with us from Spain. And um, I'm sure our listeners as well, as much as I and Mariana have learned so much from you. So thank you so much for being with us. Ha sido, Muchísimas gracias. Sí. Thank you so much. ha sido un placer hablar contigo, María. Gracias por acompañarnos y ser parte de la familia de Femtech Focus. Bye, y'all. We'll catch up with you later. All right, before we go, y'all, we want to invite you to attend the Femtech Landscape Webinar led by our co-founder, Dr. Brittany Barreto, on August 27th. So everybody get out your calendar. If you're driving, pull over, get your calendar out. It's August 27th at 2 p.m. Central Time. She will be giving an overview of what Femtech is. Everyone needs to know. And the industry's history and her latest findings of the industry. So until next time, keep innovating, y'all, because improving women's health and wellness improves everyone's health and wellness. <laughs>